Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is the Eurotrip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. Det är bidrag som har fått flest röster hittills av är där hemma. Det bidraget som går direkt till final. Det bidraget är Anders Backe! Och den som går till final och gör Anders Backe sällskap det är Faith Kakembo! Ja. 
Hello and welcome to episode number four of Melfest Monday in 2022. I'm Rob, as ever, joined by James this week and a special guest. And of course, we have just heard there the songs from Tribe Friday, Lancelot, Linda Bensing, Kasia Pia, Lisa Miskovsky, and then the moments that Faith Kakembo and Anders Barger made it through to the final of Melody Festivale. Have I said this on every episode of Melfest Monday so far? And am I going to say it again? Yes, I am. What a show it was at the weekend. Melfest never fails to disappoint, does it? Every single week we get something new, we get something different. And the show on Saturday night was incredible. Seven great performances, seven very different songs and a fantastic result at the end. I know what you mean. Never fails to disappoint. Definitely not what you meant to say. But yes, I do know what you mean. It was a fantastic show on Saturday, heat number three of Mellow, and we've only got one week left, so we'll be looking ahead later on in today's episode as well to heat number four, and later this week, James, we will have heard every single song in Mellow 2022, and we'll be chatting to a couple of the names who are in the heat on Saturday night, and they're looking for a place in that final two. It's a very exciting episode ahead. We've got a couple of the artists, as Rob says, and we're going to be joined by a very special guest to look back at the weekend and look ahead to heat number four. We'll have all that and more still to come. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. That's right. This is Melfest Monday. It's a pleasure to be back with you, rounding up everything that happened over the weekend. We'll chat about heat number four as well a little bit later. And as usual, we're joined by a very special guest, Jenny Argren from Afton Blardet. Welcome along. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be with you here. Oh, honestly, it's our pleasure. It's always great to chat to some Swedes about Melody Festival and every single week. Of course, we we're going to chat about heat number three to begin with. And I think there's only one place we can begin, isn't there? Anders Bagger. What a performance he gave. You just saw the emotion on his face when he was performing, when he got qualified to the final. What a night for him. It was an amazing night for him. And I think even for the Swedish people to finally see Anders Bagge in the spotlight, on the stage. Um, I don't know if everyone knows, but he's been in the Swedish Idol jury for over 10 years and you know judging other people's singing and performance and so now to see him just explode like on on the stage it was fantastic. Yeni how popular is is Anders because we've heard so many people kind of even on this podcast they've come on over the last few weeks and they've told us you know he's a really popular guy does that make him a genuine contender to represent Sweden this year? Do we think he's got that level of pop- popularity where he could do it? Absolutely. He is he's so popular in Sweden. I mean, his charm, he's very nice, he's very kind even if he's on the jury of idol. He he's very warm in his uh, in his being and he has other shows when he is with his dogs and so he's a very genuine person. So I think really that Sweden loves him. Really. So I said to my fellow colleagues, uh, Marcus Larsson and Tobbe Ek, uh, the other day when we recorded our podcast, I said, he is in the top three in the finals. Uh, otherwise, I will, you know, like eat something <laughs> weird. So I, th- I really think he has a big chance. I think we'd say eat your hat in the UK. I think that's what we'd say. Eat your hat. Yeah, I know. I say we say eat your hat, Oxford, but I don't want to eat a hat. 
We were lucky enough to chat to Anders on our main podcast, The Eurotrip, last week, and we got a real sense just about how lovely he is and how welcoming he is just as a character, didn't we, Rob? Were you with me, Rob, as well, just about how just how emotional it was last night or on Saturday night? You could see how much it meant to him. That's the thing, you know, he got to the end of the song, didn't he? And you could almost see, you know, the tears in his eyes. And then the moment that that he was announced by Oscar as, as being the first person to qualify for the final on Saturday night was just unbelievable. You could see the whole arena as well was so delighted for him. It was really that, and he was, I didn't know if you, you caught what he said. He said he was crying because he doesn't have any self-confidence. And also that, you know, in Sweden, a lot of people snoozer, you know, it's nicotine that you put up under your lip. And that was also running down with the tears. So it was like, oh, my snooze is running, my tears are running, and I, I didn't have any self-confidence. And I, that was so emotional. I think that he touched everyone's hearts with that. It was the moment of, of, of Mellow 2022 for me so far. Like, it was just such a lovely moment. Absolutely so far. Uh, except for when Robin Bainson put himself on the floor yeah, and did some sort of spin. That was also a moment <laughs> of Melfest. <laughs> yeah. How could we forget? If we can move on from Anders, which is difficult to do, because, of course, as we said, that was the moment of the night on Saturday. Of course, after we knew that he'd qualified for the final, we then move on. The voting reopens, as we know, in Mello this year. And then we have this new voting sequence. And I think last night, Yeni, that was kind of the perfect scenario for SVT because it wasn't one act that was getting all of the 12 points from the age groups. It was it was all over the place, the voting. Yeah, that was all over the place. I was not surprised that Lisa Miskowski, uh, with her song, uh, you know, um, attracted the the elderly in Sweden, or I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I am one of the elderly, obviously, because my group voted at 12 for her. And then the kids uh, like Cassiopeia and then it was uh, Faith Kakembo who attracted the 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 younger people from uh, 16 and up. So it was really the excitement that you wanted for the app and the voting from the beginning. And uh, I mean, last week when Jan Lundvik took every single 12 that was not exciting at all and was like boring so now we got the excitement and and we saw that also on the oscar that he was a bit confused on how he was going to read up the votes i, I you saw that he he picked with his cards he read the, um, wrong at a couple of times and then you and and then i understand that okay Faith is going to come. The younger one has listened to her. That's why they're doing it this way. But it was a perfect uh, excitement. Shall we chat about Faith Kakembo? Of course, she's going to join Anders Bagger in the final in a few weeks' time. And I think it's safe to say it was a big glow-up for her, wasn't it? Of course, she took part a couple of years ago with the song Crying Rivers, didn't make it out of her heat. But it's a big upgrade for her this year, isn't it? It really is. And she had... I mean, I think uh, uh, Crying Rivers was a stronger song, actually, but this was also very powerful with the, her, the choir coming in and her uh, fantastic performance with also a amazing dress that she had, uh, the pink glittery uh, that added to all of the performance. And of course, it's a 
bit uh, alike uh, our previous winner to this uh, song from yesterday last year actually even the even the staging Yenny, i thought was quite similar to that even the even the staging was was very reminiscent of last year my kids loved it so i think uh, faith also will have some sort of chance in the finals but she's probably not a runner up or winner there's not many power ballads in the final yet though is there so maybe that song will stand out just a little bit yeah i think so a bit maybe <laughs> you're not convinced <laughs> i i i like uh, when it's uh, when it's something is happening on stage really and it's a bit more up tempo so anders and faith through then direct to the final in the friends arena on the 12th of march We've already mentioned, you've mentioned the, the names there that have made it through to the, the semi-final, which we'll see in a couple of weeks, of course. Kasia Pia and Lisa Moskowski. Now, Lisa Moskowski, for me and James, I think at least, was a surprise to see her on that list to get through, not just to the semi-final. There was a point that we thought she was going straight through to the final when we saw the votes come in at one stage. But it does appear that, as you said, the older viewers in Sweden really, really enjoyed her song. Yes, and... I think uh, I talked to my sister, she's a couple of years older than me, and she was uh, voting for Lisa as well. And I think that that's the type of music that the elderly, you know, like in this type of show. But I think uh, that uh, the the elder ones also liked Anders Bagge, and I think he was outstanding, and that was what was people was voting for in the first place. And then you go on to the next song that you, hmm, okay, this one I can uh, vote through to the finals. That's an interesting point, actually, actually, Annie. So do you think that, had we seen the voting process like we have in previous years, where it's kind of just one vote throughout the show, do we think that Lisa Moskowski would have gone through? Because actually some of the votes that she got, they would have just gone to Anders and people wouldn't have voted for Lisa potentially. I think so. Interesting. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. Very, very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, the song isn't that special, I think. And I, I, I didn't think it was better this time. I mean, I saw every uh, every song on Thursday when they were rehearsing. And I, I thought that, yeah, maybe she gets to the semifinals, but it's not sure. And definitely not the final. So I was quite nervous <laughs> that she was going to go all the way because uh, I thought that Faith uh, really should have the uh, the final place. Cassiopeia, of course, is the the second artist going through to the semi-final from the weekend just gone. She opened the show. It was very fun. It was very different. And she wasn't necessarily the favourite across all of the age groups on the app, but she picked up a consistent amount of points, didn't she? Which was enough to make her go through to the semi-final. I was quite surprised over that, actually, because I thought that, yeah, the younger ones will love her and the show and also the fact that she has written over a 30 billboard uh, top ones for um, k-pop songs so that really attracts the younger viewers but to be picking up points in other age groups that was surprising to me actually see any obviously it's time to wrap up i suppose our chat from heat number three we've spoken about the acts that have gone through but we have to talk about the acts that didn't make it unfortunately of course tribe friday and lancelot occupying the final two places and then just missing out not in terms of points but in terms of places you know finishing in that fifth position in the heat on saturday 
Linda Bensing, and she really went all out with her performance, didn't she? Oh, she really, really uh, did. And my colleague Marcus, she call, he called her a tur- turbo orange because you know the fo- <laughs> the uh, the her clothes were all over the place. It was orange. It was it was so typically of Linda, the old Linda that we are used to her for a couple of years ago when she did Ja Ljuger så bra. Uh, fel på mig and so on. I mean, this is the eighth time, I think, that she's in the, the Melfest. And I really thought actually that she would at least made the semifinals because it was uh, so much better performance that she did this year than she's been doing the, the two, three earliest uh, when she was on. So I really thought that the Swedish people would love her to have her back on the show, but I don't know what went wrong, actually. And I, th- I really thought that she would make it. A massive thanks to Jenny Algren from Afton Bladet for joining us there for our look back at heat number three. And she'll be back with us a little bit later to look ahead to the final heat of Mellow 2022, heat number four. And she'll be taking us through the full list of runners and riders later on in the show. But now, James, it is time for another edition of the Malfest Monday Hall of Fame. And I am speaking as someone delighted to have got my first inductee into the Hall of Fame in 2022. Because last week it was Danny Saucedo versus Anton Ewald. And Danny made it through with best Malfest choreography. Delighted. Yeah, how dare you bring that up? I'm still flustered and all over the place from getting that never fails to disappoint phrase wrong. Am I still wrong about that? I'm really not sure. But yeah, you mentioned this on uh, last week's episode where we started to talk about choreography and staging and the difference between them. I'm very disappointed with you guys out there who have voted for Rob's uh, inductee into the Hall of Fame this week. But I'm back this week and I'm going to try and get you back on my side for Best Melfest Veteran. Now, I'm going to go first this week, given that I won last week. Now, what we mean by best Melfest veteran, I mean, it's perfectly simple. It's basically the people that have done Melfest more than anybody else. They are the people that have been in Mellow a lot over the last few decades. And my nominee this week goes without introduction. She doesn't need one. It's Charlotte Pirelli and Hero. Charlotte, of course, winning Melody Festival in 2008, going on to represent them in Belgrade with that song. Didn't do as well as it really should have done. I mean, I had that down as a contender for the Eurovision victory in 2008, but she won Mellow that year nonetheless. And a fantastic song from one of Mellow's favourite artists. So you can either choose Rob's nominee or... You can join James' side, which I know you want to. I'm going to put up Alcazar and specifically their song from 2014, Blame It On The Disco.
Now, to be fair to you, if you were going to pick an Alcazar song, it had to be that one. Yeah, there's nothing better, is there? You know, when somebody says, shall we play a song? It's always got to be Alcazar, at least when it comes to Melfest anyway. They've been to Melfest five times in different guises, of course, with some different members over the years. But that song in 2014 finished third in the final, oh so close, to heading to Eurovision itself. Now, you can vote for whichever one of those is your favourite. I feel like there's no wrong answer this week. They are both brilliant nominees for the category of Best Melfest Veteran. And yeah, you can vote for whichever one of those you want over on Twitter. We'll pop the poll up at lunchtime and then cast your vote and then we'll come back next week. We'll have another edition of the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame and we'll tell you the results from this week's vote too. Of course, if you want to get involved in that vote for the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame or if you want to get in touch with us about anything here on the podcast or, of course, about the Eurotrip as well, that is at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter. Don't hesitate to get in touch and make sure you vote in that poll as well. Yeah, now let's move on then. We're going to look ahead now to heat number four. As we've already said, the final heat of Melody Festival in 2022. James as well, I've got to say, I can't believe we're here already. Like, I can't believe... By what? Wednesday, Thursday this week, we'll have heard all of the songs in this year's Melody Festival. Yeah, it's crazy how fast it's gone this year. And I don't know, does it happen this fast every single year? Or is it just a bit different in 2022? We're halfway through Melfest already. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, we're moving on, aren't we, to the uh, to the Friends Arena on Saturday. Moving on from Globin or the Avicii Arena to the Friends Arena this Saturday, where we'll stay for the rest of Mellow. It's all very exciting. But yeah, we should probably crack on with chatting to uh, a couple of the artists who will be making their Melody Festival and debuts on Saturday. In just a little while, you will hear my chat with Tenori, the two-piece operatic duo who are bringing an opera and pop track to Mellow this weekend. But first, let's find out what happened when I spoke to Malin Kristin. Now, she is, as we've already said, a debutante in Mellow this weekend. She has written Mellow songs in the past, and she also has a famous connection to Melody Festival. Her sister is Victoria. Of course, you know her from many incredibly popular Mellow songs from down the years. But I started our chat by congratulating her on being one of the co-writers on one of my favourite Eurovision 2021 songs. Of course, Destiny's Jumacass. Wow, thank you for uh, for liking it. It makes me really happy. It was so cool. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's really hard to even get a song in the Eurovision Song Contest. And also to have a song in the competition that's a song that I really, really like. That was just a super cool experience. And also that Destiny sang it because her voice is just beyond, like for real. Um, so it couldn't have felt better, actually. Um, I was not able to actually be there because of the pandemic. Uh, so all of the songwriters, we were three people who wrote the song from the beginning. Uh, we were in Stockholm and watched it from a hotel room and, you know, tried to share from there. But it was a really, really cool experience. Did you have some celebrations when you were there? You know, did you have some food, some, some drink? Were you having a little bit of a party in the hotel room? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Of course. We had uh, first got a dinner before with the publisher also. And then uh, we were in this hotel room with like uh, champagne and like snacks and uh, uh, everything. Uh, balloons, like <laughs> glitter <laughs> to get into the uh, Eurovision Song Contest vibe. Now, Manon, obviously that was in May. 
at that point, did you know or were you thinking about taking part in Melody Festival this year in 2022? I had no idea. It never crossed my mind, actually, that I would be in Melody Festival. It, uh, I mean, I was just so focused on releasing my EP uh, that came out this fall. And I actually, it was my A&R uh, at Sony David, who was like, he heard a song that he really liked that I had written. And he was like, maybe you should send it to Melody Festival. And it got me thinking, I was like, hmm, I just like had a gut feeling, like maybe I should send a song. But then I actually told him, well, if I want to send a song, can you please listen to this other song instead? Uh, he listened to it, Sindonde, uh, and he actually didn't really vibe first. Uh, but I just had a feeling, so I was like, maybe we should just send him both. So we sent him both songs, and it was quite last minute, to be honest. I think it was like the, almost the last day. Like, And then for real, two weeks after, I got a call from Karin uh, saying that she loved and they all loved the song that that I had a feeling about. Uh, so it was quite crazy. Like it went so fast and uh, I was a bit shocked. <laughs> I want to find out a little bit more about the song in a second. But first, can, yeah. you tell it, can you tell us a little bit more about you and about yourself? Because, of course, you know, you are a prolific songwriter, Malin, but you released your debut EP as well very recently. So things have been very busy for you. So tell us a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I started off as a songwriter. I uh, got signed when I was 20 years old uh, by a publishing company, and that's how I got into the industry, basically. So I started writing music for other people, um, wrote a lot of songs in Asia, K-pop and J-pop, wrote uh, for Destiny and for other artists. And then after a while, I also felt like I wanted to be on stage and I, I wanted to to sing my own songs and write for myself and be a bit more like, you know, egocentric when I wrote, like, what do I want to write about? Where's my, what is my story, you know? How important is it that you are one of the few people in Melody Festival and this year performing your song in Swedish? Because, of course, we saw how popular Clara Klingenstrom was with her song last year. Is that something that you always wanted to do? You always wanted to enter a Swedish song? Uh, my project is in Swedish, um, so it would be a bit strange if I sent in a song that's in another language. Uh, how, I, however, I mean, I wrote in English, English before, but I started writing in Swedish because I just felt that it's my, it's so much easier for me to write in in the language that I daily speak. Um, so that's why I write in Swedish. Basically, I think my lyrics are better in Swedish. Yeah. Oh. And we saw at Eurovision last year, you know, we saw how the native language songs all did incredibly well, you know, with, with Italy, with Switzerland, with France as well. So that is potentially no longer the barrier at Eurovision that it maybe maybe would have been before. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, I I have some people who reach out to me and they say that they love my songs, but they don't know what they mean. <laughs> so I, maybe it's a trend right now a little bit um, to sing in your own language. Tell us a bit more about Sorry For You. What is the song What is the song about and what was the inspiration behind it? I wrote the song when I... I had quite recently, when I wrote it, uh, come out of a relationship that wasn't good. And in that period, my way of like coping with it was just write a lot of music. I just booked so much 
uh, so many sessions. And this song, when I wrote this song, it just came to me. Like, I, I think it took one hour actually, it was so fast and I haven't changed the words since I, since I wrote it. Um, I was quite, uh, I think I cried like in the studio, to be honest. I, it was quite emotional when I wrote it. Um, and it's so cool because this song has been like a therapy song for me because after the session when I got it, uh, I had a little bit of trouble sleeping um, in that period. And I put the song on and then I just felt bad. I could like sleep and I felt calm um, because it just, I just felt like I got my power back uh, from, from this song. How much of a support has your sister been to, to all of this and to the, the Melfest projects? So much. I mean, when I called her, she was like, write this down and this down and this down. Like she gave me so many advice uh, for this. So I do feel like it's really, really nice to have a sister that's been in the competition three times. <laughs> it makes me a bit more calm about the whole thing, you know. <laughs> do you think she's going to be more nervous watching you than when she was when she was performing herself? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I think the most nervous person is always the one who's going on stage. That's what I think. But who knows? I think my mom will be the most nervous out of them all, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> How well do you know some of the other artists that are taking part in, in Melody Festival in this year? Because, you know, the Swedish music scene is such an exciting music scene. Have you have you come across many of those in the past before? Yes, I have. I mean, I have written songs with um, Robin Bengtsson. Uh, with Clara, with uh, Cassiopeia, like I, yeah, I mean, um, those people I've worked with, with before, uh, but I like, you know, I think I've said hi to some of the people um, in the competition also, you know. Finally, what would you say to, to anybody listening to this, they might be listening in Sweden, they might be able to, to vote for you in the, in the final heat, what would you like to say to them? Like I told you, the song really... I felt like it really helped me, which was a really cool thing because I don't think I ever written a song that has helped me the way. And if it could help someone else that way, then I would just feel that would be so cool. Like if if people like it and feel that they get power from it, that would be that would be really really nice. Malin, it's been so good to talk to you. Good luck, and uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic then to chat to Malin Kristin and thank you to Malin for joining us on this week's episode. Now on Saturday she will be singing in place number three and then immediately after her come another new act in Mello this year. They are the operatic duo Tenori. Now Tenori are made up of Alexander and Carle. Now Alexander is actually from London. Uh, He is he was a, an opera star on the West End, and then he moved over to Sweden. That's where he met Kala, and they formed their operatic duo. Now, they have been performing in some of Sweden's biggest arenas for, I would say, the last decade or so now. Very popular among the Swedish public, but they're in Mello for the first time this year. So I began by asking Alexander to tell me a little bit more about them as a duo. So I've always been around for in the UK, actually, for since uh, 2003. And, um, you know, it was based on the sort of standard three tenors uh, uh, concept. Um, was very successful in the UK. 
And uh, but then later on, I, I moved to uh, Scandinavia and uh, Tamori was doing well in the UK. But then we thought we would try and test the Scandinavian market because there wasn't really anything here that was that was similar. And around 2015, Cal and I happened to meet each other while working um, at the National Opera in Denmark. And uh, we thought, you know, why don't we, why don't we try it out together? Um, and uh, yeah, so and we never looked back. We, uh, we started producing shows um, in and around Sweden. And we had guest artists from the UK. We flew over. Um, and, uh, you know, guest artists who are very well known here in, in, in Sweden as well. Um, and we started getting a, quite a huge follow. Uh, we had a, you know, got a loyal audience. We started selling out all the theatres. Uh, we sold out all the tours. Um, and so yeah, that's really how it, how it kind of kicked off over here. Really. Um, so, yeah, we've been straddling, uh, straddling both countries for, for quite a while, really, just in slightly different formats. You mentioned when you guys kind of came together, decided that you wanted to make a go of the partnership. Who took more persuading than the other? Or were you both yeah. very, very keen to, to move <laughs> forward with it? So my, we both lived in Gothenburg at the time, and it seemed like uh, we both had the sort of the characteristics for <laughs> such a concept. It felt like we, if somebody, yeah, somebody's going to ever do this in Scandinavia, it has to be us, right, Alex? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I was right. And I mean, you had you had a you had a lot more. Uh, you, you saw the Scandinavian public in a way that I did and at the time I remember that I was I was a little bit skeptical so I thought well, can we do it here is it going to work uh, and you were absolutely 110% certain that, that it would it would uh, it would work for the Swedish public and it did uh, so I think in that I suppose the answer to the question is probably I needed a bit more persuading in that way because Kalle was absolutely 100% certain that it, it would it would be successful and he was right. So you mentioned there, of course, that you guys have made a, a fantastic success of things both in Scandinavia and in the UK, of course. And then along comes 2022 and Melody Festival. <laughs> now, Kalle, of course, you living in, in Sweden, growing up in Sweden, I assume, is, is Melfest something that's always been part of your, I don't know, tradition growing up? Or was it something <sighs> you tried to avoid? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I come from the <laughs> classical side and... Uh, I've never been really following Mello that much, actually, to be honest. But uh, for this concept, I mean, Mello is the biggest, I mean, the biggest uh, showbiz event in Sweden by far. And for a concept like this, we want to take the what we what, what we have learned through all the years of training and and developing our art our art form on, on the classical side and and, and also we, we've gone much broader in different ways uh, over the years than just on the classical side but to take what we can out to the public that's our that's our goal right Alex yeah that's right I think you and the thing is you can't really get away from Melody festival here can you because I mean it comes at a time of year in Sweden when the weather is pretty brutal it comes around you know uh, January February which is possibly the you know the, the toughest part of the year in Sweden when it comes to weather, um, and also you don't stop listening to the tracks, do you? On on on, I mean, you hear the Melody Festival and uh, uh, songs on the radio for almost a full year until the next one starts again. So it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Even if you don't really follow it, uh, you don't watch it at home or follow it uh, uh, too much, uh, you're in it anyway, whether you like it or not, because you hear it, you hear the songs constantly uh, when they're when they're played on the radio, yeah, when they're promoted. So it, it's one of those things, isn't it, over here? It's such a big thing 
when it when it kicks off over here, it really carries on going for for the whole year. So, so how did it all happen for you both? You know, what was it that that made you suddenly decide this is something we want to do, or was it uh, was it a, a songwriter or, or a team that came to you and said this is something we want you guys to to consider, or you know, was it something that actually you set out wanting to do? Yeah, it was sort of a plan that we had together with our manager that we would push for Melody Festivalen uh, as a part of the plan. But then this song came came down from from the sky, <laughs> not really, <laughs> but from some of the some of the best mellow songwriters in Sweden, a demo, and we listened to it, and we figured out that together in the team, together with producer and everyone, we could make this song make this song into a classic crossover song a mellow yeah, yeah. mellow pop cro- classic crossover kind of uh hybrid and uh, in the end we came up with something very good <laughs> and everybody everybody in the mail thread were like shoo this is awesome fantastic <laughs> so we felt that uh, something good was going on so we we had a feeling yeah, we, that we, we had, had a good chance to get into metal yeah, we had a good feeling, didn't we? Because we, you know, we it was always one of those things with with, with crossover that you, I mean, crossover has been around in the UK, Rob, as you know, for quite a long time. It's been around since like the, the early nineties, and 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 Tanori kind of started, kind of, I suppose, eight years later. Actually, we were kind of late to the market almost. Um, and you know, classical crossover has always gone in a certain way in the UK. It's usually taking pop songs, you know, putting them into Italian. Uh, and, and turn them into a classical piece. Um, and then you got people like Josh Groban who started pushing it the other way, but he very much came from the, the pop side. Um, we're, I mean, I suppose we're, we're kind of going in that line of, you know, with, with this kind of song, it's very much a pop song, uh, but it's in Italian and English, but we haven't tried to make it classical like a lot of the crossover uh, uh, tends to be. We've, we've kept it as a, as a, as a cool up-tempo uh, pop song, but we, we can really sing out on it and we can we can put the crossover stamp on it, which means it's going to be great for clubs, it's going to be great for you know, it's going to be one of those tracks that hopefully really pumps people up um, and you know, gives it all that energy and stuff that things like things like Melody Festival and Eurovision, you know, love you know, it's it's that kind of energy so we were, we were lucky with that track, I think Carla, weren't we really? It has this traditional Melody Festival and Eurovision fundament in it and in combination and with it, it has to have the key change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The key change is also very cleverly done in this. I think the key change is really yeah. a massive, a massive uh, punchline with this song. Uh, so yeah. it, it is this traditional Eurovision fundament in it musically, and then added with a with a uh, classical crossover commercial tenor style. The, the the pop credentials of this song are already there. I know that I'm not going to be disappointed because you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned some of the songwriters, especially that are involved in this track as well. Mm. Bobby Lundgren is a name that stands out to me as someone with an amazing, you know, history of of obviously yeah. not just fantastic mellow songs, fantastic songs across the board, but in mellow, his credentials, you know, sort of speak for themselves, don't they? Yeah, he's the most successful uh, songwriter ever for Swedish metal. So, so to have some, so to have somebody like him as part of the as part of the team this year must just give you a huge amount of confidence and faith as to what what you guys could do, especially given that you've got to wait to perform because we know you're in the you're in the final heat, of course, aren't you? 
Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I mean, we're, we're very lucky with Bobby, and uh, of course, our first question to him was, "How many more songs do you have? <laughs> how many more on the shelf that we we can listen to?" Uh, no, we've been very lucky with him, and uh, yeah, I mean, to have—I mean, who else? Caleb, we got we got Marcus Abeda, Christian Lagerstrom, our engineer Dennis Sundquist, who uh, who did a great job of the of the the engineering for it. Um, so we're just—I think we're we're just excited to to to, to get it going now. Really, it's, it, you know, we kind of. Since, since since it was all decided, it, it, it becomes a bit of a, a waiting game, doesn't it? Until you can kind of show it to the public. Because, of course, no one can listen to it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the song's great. But everyone's like, really? Can I hear it? No. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, at the moment, we just have to kind of wait, wait until we, we, we can get out there and do it. You know, And uh, it'll be great when we can. And I, think, I think it'll give everybody a real boost. Because regardless of where we come in the competition, uh, we know we have a fantastic track. And that that is... That is uh, um, I think we wouldn't have been doing mellow at all had we found something, you know, in inverted commas mediocre. Guys, thank you so much. All the best. And, uh, and yeah, we can't wait to see it. Mellow, heat number four. Very much excited to see what happens. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Great to see you. Yeah, you're still listening to Melfest Monday, a podcast from us here at the Eurotrip. And don't forget, if you want to get in touch with us on anything that you've heard on today's episode, at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us, hello at eurotrippodcast.com. And of course, as well, read all of our exclusive stories from some of this year's Mellow Acts over on eurotrippodcast.com. Now it is time to look ahead to heat number four, the final heat of Melody Festival in 2022. So by this time next week, we will have heard all of the songs in this year's Melody Festival. And now, Jenny, we, we get all of our special guests to do this because obviously you are Swedish and your pronunciation is going to be top draw compared to ours. So can you take us through the acts and the name of their song in heat number four? Yes, let's hope I can pronounce them all right. Okay, so at the bin, uh, first is Anna Bergendahl med with uh, higher power and then we have Lilla Syster till our days are over and then we have uh, Malin Kristin Synd om dig and then we have Tenori uh, with La Stella and then we have Medina In i dimman and then it's Angelino with The End and finally last contender is Clara Hammarström Run to the Hills Excellently done. Thank you so much for doing that, Yanni. Absolutely no worries. remarkable. Thank you so much. Now, I know we've just heard from a couple of them there. Uh, we heard from Tenori and Malin Kristin. Uh, we'll chat about them too a little bit later, but I want to start naturally with the song that's going to open on Saturday night, Anna Bergendahl. We will hear from her on our main episode of the Eurotrip in a couple of days' time. That'll be available on Wednesday. Uh, Yanni, Fantastic, as always, isn't it, when you see Anna Bergendahl on the lineup for Melody Festival? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love Anna Bergendahl. I think it's I think it's a bit sad that she hasn't won with about uh, some years ago with uh, Kingdom Come, right? Was that the song? Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and so it's very nice to have her back. And I, I'm always voting for her because I really like her. And she won the year uh, when I was uh, having birth to my, giving birth to my daughter. Oh, so oh. the same day, the same day that she won 
Melodifestivalen I gave birth to my daughter. Which makes so, it really easy for you to remember your daughter's birthday then, yeah, presumably. Yeah, it's really, really easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't want to give too much away about the chat that I had with Anna Bergendahl. You have to tune in to Wednesday's episode of the Eurotrip, of course. But she did describe her song this year, Higher Power, as the ending of a trilogy that started with Ashes to Ashes, then went to Kingdom Come and is now going to end with Higher Power. If that doesn't get you excited, then I don't know what will. You you see me now, but the listeners don't see me. But that's make me dumb. Because <laughs> if something can, you know, be even better than Kingdom Come and Ashes to Ashes, then it will be huge. And I'm really waiting for the huge and the big and the bombastic and the song that actually could win us the Eurovision. Because as of now, we don't have that song. So let's hope for Anna Bergendahl. Anna is just one of a few returners, actually, in the final heat that we're going to see next weekend. So we've also got Lilla's sister, of course. They're back for their second appearance in Mello after being in it for the first time last year. And we've also got Clara Hammerstrom as well, her third time at Melody Festival. And, and Clara closing the show. Which of those two names get you most excited then, Yenny? Lilla's sister, Clara Hammerstrom, could one of those provide the song that could win Sweden the Eurovision Song Contest in 2022? Yeah, let's hope a bit for Clara Hammerstrom there, because uh, I know also that the the betting sites have been having her for one of the winners, or only because she's she's out lost in the in the Melfast order. So and run to the hills with that sort of name for a song. I mean. Iron Maiden, is it? Right, yeah. Uh, and how will she top that? But yes, we think after her performance last year, it was really nice. It was really good. And it was promising for something bigger and better. So let's hope that Run to the Hills will be in the finals. And I'm saying this not even having heard the song yet. But that's the that's the thing, isn't it? Because, of course, Clara has competed the last two years and it's always very rare that we get an artist who comes back three years in a row. So surely there's got to be something about that song that suggests it's got winning contention because she's back for the third time. Yeah, and I mean, being back for the third time, it's also a bit boring from, for, for, from SVT as a Swedish television to bring back... Uh, the same artist over and over again. So let's really hope that she has that song that r- really you know, gives her the, um, what do you say, the legacy to really be in the show for the third time in three years. So let's hope that. Now, Jenny, we have just heard, of course, you know, we, we mentioned to you who was on this podcast with you this week, you know, that we had Mal and Christine and that we had Tenori. And you said to us before we press record, what is Tenori? <laughs> you know, we don't know what to expect from them at all because all we know, and I suppose what we heard from from the guys in their chat with me was, it's pop, it's opera. You know, are we talking like Lavoie? I mean, nobody knows. Oh, are we hoping for Lavoie? No, no, we're not. Um, but it's very exciting, and uh, but <laughs> I mean. Considering how it went for for Malena Anman in in the Eurovision with Lavois, uh, I don't think it's uh, it's a, a winner or but it's something to just mix up and do something special about the show n- uh, next week. And I mean, obviously, it's we have twenty eight songs that make it to the Melfest every year, and obviously, 
someone in the jury has thought that this might be uh, attractive to the Swedish public. I don't know. Which of those other names then are jumping out at you? Because, of course, Malin, Medina and Angelino, not necessarily well-known names for a lot of people outside of Sweden. Can you pick any of those that are may well be popular enough inside of Sweden that will garner some of the public's votes? Yeah, I think Medina might get some votes. I think just to, you know, with the song In I Dimman, into the fog, into uh, the, um, I think, they into the party. So, you know, when you party and you go bananas or <laughs> bananas, as, uh, you know, we also say. But In I Dimman is probably a party song. So that could, you know, attract the, the younger voters. Um, and the the young the young kids might like that. I think. Yenny, let's let's wrap up. Let's put you on the spot. This is what we do with everybody. Who is going to make it through direct to the final, and who is going to be through to the second chance? And this is all my always my favourite thing to do to guests because, as we know, we haven't had any of the songs, so nobody really knows. Nobody knows, and it's always as a surprise how the people are voting. So, but in my heart, I will say Anna Bergendahl and Clara Hammerstrand to the finals, and then for the <laughs> semi-finals, I will think that uh, hmm, maybe Lilla's sister and Medina. Well, we'll just have to wait a few more days to find out, Jenny, if your predictions are right. Uh, great to have you on the podcast with us. What an absolute joy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And there we have it then. Another episode of Malfest Monday is over for another week. So we've got a week now of looking ahead to heat number four with huge amounts of expectation because as we've already said, after this week we will have heard all of the songs in this year's Melody Festival and, and we will know that at least one of them will be representing Sweden in Turin. Yeah, it's going to be another exciting show this coming weekend. We've giving you a couple of the chats with the artists and don't forget we've got Anna Bergendahl on the Eurotrip this Wednesday so if you're listening to Melfest Monday on Monday you've got two days to wait to hear from Anna Bergendahl again and boy let me tell you that is a fantastic conversation we spoke to her on the podcast back in October where she told us she wasn't going to Melfest and now she's there so we'll uncover what went on in that conversation so make sure you join us then Yeah, very much looking forward to James confronting Anna on the podcast (laughs) on Wednesday. So we've got that to look forward to. But yeah, it's been brilliant to have you along. Thank you so very much. And don't forget as well, we're back in the Melody Festival and and Mellow United apps on Saturday as well for heat number four. We'll bring you all the English language text commentary coverage of the show. So make sure that you uh, follow along with that. And also, as ever during the show get in touch with us on twitter at your podcast and we'll do our best to uh, answer some of your questions or we'll reflect some of your thoughts in our coverage so you've got absolutely boatloads of robin james over the next seven days or so whether you like it or not make sure you keep in touch with us as well at your podcast on twitter and instagram hello at eurotrippodcast.com on the email and check out the website too for any of our exclusive stories eurotrippodcast.com we'll be back again on wednesday for a brand new episode of the eurotrip From me, James, though, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.